0: What time is it? What time is it? It's two a.m. Welcome, 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 guys. Hi, I'm KC, I'm here with Hendrix, we are two awkward-ass millennials, and I'm welcoming you guys to the 2AM podcast, what it do?
1: What's going on, good people, how you doing today? I
0: hope you guys are doing well, <laughs> hope you guys are getting ready for Christmas and all the lovely holidays, ready to make those New Year's resolutions that you won't continue to follow past the 1st of January, no. and um, you know, being a better pe- people, ultimately, all together, what do you think? Being a better people? Yeah. Okay. As a whole.
1: That's not gonna happen. Just focus on being a better person.
0: All right. Well that's not gonna help at all anyways. You
1: you can't control other people's actions.
0: You know, that's true. Niggas gonna nig so Well, hopefully they won't (laughs) nig for long. You know, we can only hope for improvements for the masses.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't even started Christmas shopping.
0: I haven't either. Maybe I'll go today, that's a lie. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Also a lie. Probably next week sometime though, I'll start. Maybe.
1: Wait, wait. Next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how
1: that actually sounds about right. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. start Saturday.
0: Yeah, because uh, I'm off. So
1: yeah, we. You know, I mean, it's not too last that,
0: minute. It's not Christmas Eve. You get know,
1: get that nice, nice little day. Master uh, put the whip up for one day.
0: I'm actually excited. Well, my whole Christmas break starts that day, and then I'm off to the second. So break. I am extremely Great. excited about that. But enough about me. I hope you guys had a good week.
1: How you finesse a bird? Uh-huh. How you finesse a bird? I
0: didn't finesse. It's in the schedule. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's in my schedule. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys had a good weekend. I hope you did very productive things. Hopefully, you finish your Christmas shopping and gift wrapping and all of that stuff. Let me tell you how I know I live in the suburbs. The office of my apartment complex offers gift wrapping.
1: Straight up, yes. So, so I, what, what day that stop? So I can just bring my shit out here. No, you don't live here. You live here though. I don't know you. Okay.
0: So well,
1: I'm giving you your shit. <laughs> give you your shit in a Walmart bag.
0: Okay. <laughs> in a bathroom. you can go to Dollar Tree and get some paper. That's why you always get my stuff, huh?
1: I don't want to fucking rap shit. I hate you about you know that ain't my my shit. I really I like
0: thoroughly it. enjoy wrapping gifts, so.
1: Right. So can I bring everything out here to you? No. That's not how any of this works.
0: Okay, how much? Twenty dollars per gift.
1: No, they gotta make you something to eat.
0: That's not that's not payment. (laughs) (laughs) That's not proper payment. Anyways it's (laughs) a motion and finesse you out of your gift wrapping skills, you could just say no. You know what I'm saying? Or charge them like the store would. You know, all of that good stuff, a lot of tender love, and care.
1: Didn't the mall gift wrapping shit used to be free? It was it free?
0: I don't know. I think it wasn't. It wasn't one of those things where it was like tips encouraged. <laughs> like,
1: oh, really? Like
0: it's free, but like, nigga, if you walk away, I'll tip it. Man, that is a whole nother animal. Like the last couple of times I've been getting my services as far as like my hair done or my lashes done or whatever. Like I had paid the girl like seventy five dollars and I gave her eight dollars and I was sitting there waiting and she was like she's like it's seventy <laughs> five and I'm like. Oh okay, like, I can give it to you if you want. And I'm like, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine.
1: Well, you
0: just gonna take the five, my nigga. No, but she like I was standing there for a minute. She's like, oh, I mean, if you want it, and I'm like, no, it's fine. I was like, oh, thanks, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you talk me out of it, like. You just gonna
1: take? You just gonna take the five, nigga? I was giving you two fifty. I feel like when nigga. people
0: give you, when people. Know that they They owe you change Like they hesitate On purpose Like <laughs> She was like
1: Yeah that's uh-huh. why I, I always use my card Fuck that Nigga You're not about to de- Determine how much I'm nigga. giving you
0: For a tip And she was like uh. <laughs> But she's sweet though Cause the last time I went in Like I had Like my I had an eyelash issue And Like she was like Filling them in for free And so Like she ain't Charge me nothing And I, don't, and I felt bad Cause like All I had was like $2. And I'm like, girl, I got you next time <laughs> I feel bad She was already doing it for free And all I had was like $2.50 your,
1: yeah, tip I'm like, incredible. here, this is <laughs>
0: all I have <laughs> She's like, oh no, you're fine She's probably like, this bitch broken <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, I mean, girl, I'll see you Tuesday <laughs>
1: Like, I don't I very rarely carry, like, cash on me so. I don't carry cash either Yeah, that, that whole tip shit Yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No
0: yeah, I just I mean, started I'm a, tipping I'm a, I'm a services. Great,
1: I'm a great tipper, but you know, a lot of you know, go with the technology. It's ways to tip. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I go get go to the barbershop, it's a you know, everything is automated. It's an app, everything is set up, time and appointments and everything and you can But see, tip it's a lot of app. trust.
0: I don't know if it's like a Detroit thing or if it's like um
1: it's a, a black
0: woman business thing. But actually no, I'm not even gonna say it's a Detroit thing. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people a lot of broke bitches. Swipe, um, it,
1: swipe or no swipe.
0: They like will pay for a service with their credit cards and then they will report the charge. As if it's fraudulent. Hmm. And I've heard a lot of people, like independent business owners Saying that this has happened to them And so as a result They stopped taking cards Because, Mm. you know People will go back And reverse the charges And then virtually get the You know, service for free So I don't blame them I completely understand I don't understand I would never understand Why people Will go get something done That they can't afford But, you know Niggas go Nick So uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, how have you how have you been? What's what's going on? We just ran it for like six minutes. I'm
1: sleep deprived. Alright, that's um, cool. We don't care, I'm joking. Yeah. Um I'm actually over. Finally over my holiday blues. Like I'm kinda getting into <laughs> Your the holidays spirit. Are both over I know exactly. I'm gonna go a tree. No. They
0: probably gonna you. <laughs>
1: I actually thought about getting the tree. I was like, yeah, no, just no.
0: Yeah, I saw one at like uh, yeah. I feel like it would make me depressed. I live alone. It was just like I, <laughs> I was I saw one at like what was I? Was I at Walmart? And it was like fifty dollars. I'm like, oh, this is cute. It's tall and it's like six feet. And I'm like, this yeah. is, I can do this. And then I was like, for
1: me to look at, right? That's what TV. I'm saying. For me
0: to look at, I And mean, I'm barely in my living room. For me to look at a winter to knock down, I'm like, you know what? It don't even matter. I would just be depressed. You know what I'm saying? fuck at
1: you want to a little rage and start throwing that motherfucking shit <laughs> 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 Anyways,
0: you been nobody good? loves me you've been you've been
1: gay um yeah i'm overall i'm doing pretty good like i'm i'm happy to be coming to an end for the year because this this year is stressful um but yeah there's a lot of different moves and things that we're you know looking forward to so yeah just heading heading into the new year with a renewed focus on things that um actually matter and shit like that. Sounds
0: cryptic.
1: Uh, just shut up. No. Um just you know, just going in and, and doing your thing on a regular basis, I man. I, I need to be more focused and more attentive and just taking care of business.
0: That's what's up. Well, I'm doing well. Uh
1: I was gonna get to that I wasn't done. But
0: you uh, <sighs> don't know. Work is fine. Hey. Um I hate everybody there and <laughs> I can't wait. I am Leaving my current location and getting relocated, which is all fine and dandy. And I'm kind of really looking forward to it, just to be in a different (laughs) environment, in a different space, and all of that stuff like that. So, that's cool, you know, whatever. Just dancing and emphasizing and pussy popping on the charts. Like I do oh so very well.
1: Well, that this week that actually is accurate. What? Pussy popping on the church. (laughs) Fucking
0: everything.
1: We'll talk about that later.
0: But, all right, so I guess we are gonna... Oh, no, wait, how are y'all? Y'all good? Cool, you know? They can't
1: fucking respond to us, But I I still like to ask. You know, if you're in your car or your cubicle or wherever, you know, how are you doing? Hope you're having a good day. I hope you guys are enjoying
0: your holiday season. Holiday season. Sorry. So (laughs) ratchet. So ratchet. So ratchet. I'm actually really excited. I was talking to one of my friends, and we are like, because I have Saturday off, and so we're going to go out. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be lit. Everybody's going to be in town. Like, I still don't know where to go because we don't party. But I'm like, that's probably going to be fun. People going to be here. that's not usually from here. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like it sounds exciting. Even though I'm not that type of person. So if you have any suggestions for me, you can let me know what people do when they try to have fun with other people. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I guess we're gonna get the show started. <laughs> <laughs> do you have
1: any social tips for KC? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rules for the socially inept Mother starter segment. <laughs>
1: Um, so the Me Too mo move- I'm sorry, we're starting the show. My bad. Sorry guys. We're going to go into hashtags right now. Thanks um, for that
0: lovely <laughs> internet. <laughs> okay.
1: So the the Me Too um movement is getting bigger and bigger on a daily basis. There's so many allegations and um things going on and we finally reached a point to where it's kinda like at a, a different level. Okay. So um carolina panthers owner jerry richardson is being accused of sexual assault and the details that came out of it is kind of see this is the thing that kind of like scares me is because it's shit that i see on a daily basis so basically um he had like gene friday in the office or whatever and he would go through and judge How you looked in your jeans. I'm sorry. He would judge how you looked and, you, you know, how how the jeans fit. And he would make comments like, oh, I know you had to, you know, sit flat on the bed to put your jeans on. And, you know, I know you had to hop up and down and you would look, you know.
0: And this is who?
1: Um, Jerry Richardson. He's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Okay.
0: This is extremely disturbing.
1: <laughs> also, he had a a thing where he would take ladies out to lunch. But this, this relates to my grind, my Um He would take ladies out to lunch. But, he, you know, as a gentleman, he would open the door for the ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And in the process of opening the door for the ladies, he would actually put their seatbelts on. Now, if you ever, for whatever reason, maybe somebody was drunk or something like that, when you put somebody's seatbelt on, you have to touch them, especially from outside the car. So, yeah, it was a little, you know, a little boob graze and a little lap, you know, a little lap patting and shit like that. And this, this went on, you know, this was like an everyday thing. So I'm gonna take you out to lunch. I'm gonna open your door, fill on your titty, you know. This is extremely on your thighs disturbing. And shit like that. No, I'm saying because this is a, a, a billionaire. We're we're actually in billionaire territory now. So yeah, it's, it's it's just like I don't. I still don't. I'm still having trouble with calling it a wave.
0: I mean, I don't think it's a wave. I really do think that it's just one of those things that's like being reported now because I feel. Yeah, like, I
1: think people are getting confident.
0: It's like yeah because I mean it really is A thing like this is not something that Is a joke this is not something That is a stunt or something that's Uncommon men In positions of power Actually I'm not even going to say men people in positions Of power tend to abuse It sometimes and especially In a a sexual way Because a lot of times women are kind of Looked at in a sexual fashion and honestly Like y'all know how I like to do it It goes both ways and I feel like Obviously, it's a lot less reported and a lot less times considered sexual assault when it's done to men, especially by a woman, because you have it under the gaze, under the kind of belief that men enjoy it and welcome that kind of thing from women, like that kind of like very intense flirting and stuff like that, because... They're men, so it's like, oh, of course you want me physically. You know, I'm attractive. Well, why would you not want me to fill on you or you know what I'm saying or flirt with you or brush my boobs on your fucking back because, because you're a guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's kind. Of, it's kind of under that misconception. None of the none of it doesn't make it any more okay. But I'm saying like a lot of guys like think about how many men you know that's like, oh, when you, I lost my virginity at 14, like how old was the woman? 20? Like that was you were assaulted. Um,
1: yes, I was.
0: Kind of stuff like that. Like, oh, how old are you? I was 12, and she was 25, and it's like, okay, she was a predator. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but they don't think, they don't look at it like that because they're guys. They look at it like, oh, yeah, you know, I was a little kid, and I was fucking this grown-ass woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of men don't look at it in the same way They mm. it's looked at the other way around. You know, it's like, no, like, that wasn't right. Like, that wasn't okay. Like, that's not a cool hip thing to do. Like... If I found out with shit like that, I had a son, and it's like, oh yeah, I was eleven, and now I've had sex with an eighteen year old. I'm be like, well, where this bitch at? Because we gotta go to the courts out this motherfucker. Like that's assault. Um, it's not looked at in the same way, but it's not any more acceptable. So it's like people in positions of power tend to abuse it, whether it's. Even as low as like your mentor, your teacher, you know, guidance counselor, guidance counselor your boss, Pastor. you know what I'm saying? Especially if you are, um, especially if you like someone who has money or wealth or affluent, you know, where they feel like almost like people are. Like, almost like they're entitled to people. Yeah. Because it's just like, why would you not want me? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a, a level of arrogance that comes with attaining that much power, success, and wealth. Right. Where it's like, well, like, you know who the fuck I am, though? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah,
1: that's, that's pretty much what it is, where people use their influence. Like, okay, well, I kind of dictate your life.
0: And then I understand to a certain... Well, no. I'm not excusing the bullshit. I'm saying... To a certain extent, I see why those people are like that because they are people who will are more likely to bend to your will. You know what I'm saying? You see girls and guys like, well, shit. You know, I'll I'll marry Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Or a woman like, well, shit. He can fuck me. Shit, I've said it myself. Like, shit, Kevin Hart could cheat on me all damn day if I ain't gotta do shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have that whole idea. Not in real life. Y'all not know, know about that life. But, <laughs> like, you have that whole idea that people are like that. You know, these people do have groupies and yeah. women that's finding their way up to the hotels and vice versa. With Same thing with women and stuff like that. People throwing themselves at them so they kind of like they get so used to that that it builds this arrogance like I can have whoever the fuck I want and I'm going to take it. Yeah, You're going to give it to me and I'm going to take it. And it don't make it any, any any more fucking acceptable. It's fucked up regardless but it is a certain level of arrogance and entitlement that goes along with that kind of success and wealth and everything like that. You used to getting everything you want and calling the shots and you feel like you can do that in every aspect of your life and it's still unacceptable.
1: Definitely. Um, we can talk about um, <laughs> We can talk about Omarosa. I really don't. I I have no sympathy or nothing for her at all. Like you, you made your bed, not laying it. Like you.
0: I mean, she's. I mean, this is. I saw. I was watching a um a clip from The View, right. and they were talking about it, and I really kind of agree with them. Which I don't know if I. I don't really wanna watch the show, but I saw a clip from The View and they were talking about it, and it's like. This like presidency in this White House is kind of like it's almost like a caricature of like I feel like I'm watching like one long ass SNL segment where it's like this is a joke or something because it's like he was, she was saying one of the ladies I don't know any of their names except for Whoopi but one of the ladies was saying um, how it seems like everybody has an agenda. It's like think about all the past pregnancies you didn't know their the names of the press secretary and all these different people um In the White House Like these people were Like in the background And it's like Now you know everybody's name Like everybody's a personality And a fucking You know what I'm saying Like an actual person Where yeah. it was like Everybody wants to be in the limelight, like, everybody <laughs> wants to be on TV Everybody wants to be seen Like She was fucking The Whatever community Whatever black people Outreach Whatever the fuck she did And it was like
1: She was the we got y'all um...
0: <laughs> It was some shit Whatever the fuck she was I was like but it's like, you you actually, like, black people don't respect you. Or, like, I mean, you can't actually speak on our behalf. Like, that's not how this goes. But it was, like, one of those things where it's like, Oh yeah I'm gonna hire The girl from The Apprentice Like It was one of those This pregnancy is definitely Very like Indicative of that Kind of time Where it's like Oh we have a reality star In the White House And everything is kind of like Surrounding that whole idea I But mean, even when yeah. she was Talking to I can't remember What news station did it The uh, interview
1: Robin Gibbons Robin um, Shit Not Robin Gibbons uh, Robin Roberts Yeah she uh, she didn't, didn't do the
0: America. Okay she didn't sh- She shaded the fuck out of her But <laughs> Yeah like They they did the little interview Whatever and and she was like, "Oh, you don't know, have a story, and I'm gonna say it's like, okay, you're about to write a book or sell an interview, or we know we know what the outcome is here, you know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of like one of those things where it's like, girl, whatever. It's like, oh, I've seen things, and my people, and people want to hear it, and it's like, girl, have a seat. What she said by Felicia, like the yeah. girl, like Robin said.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like." Like you said, it is a caricature, and, I mean, it kind of goes to the fact that it was people, like, that we all knew. Like, his whole cabinet is people that we knew from, you know, Ted Cruz to Steve, um, Steve Bannon. You know, it's people that you knew beforehand, and you knew they weren't shit, and just to get elected. Like, fucking Linda McMahon is the small business advisor and shit like that. Like, what the fuck? Why? Oh, okay. Or Betsy DeVos, who was a notorious, uh, terrible... Idiot. Terrible as far as education, she's you know fucking Ben Carson. The list goes on and on. So for Amorosa to get fired from her little position that they handed her because she was a ride or die chick, um, yeah, I don't have no sympathy for her. At yeah, all. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. I I actually wish that the story about her leaving, kicking and screaming, was you know accurate because is it? Would, I, we still don't know because that would show that she actually does have a little bit of a Soul, you know, she didn't just like, oh, okay, thank you, boss.
0: I don't. I honestly be, don't be even know if way. that's having a soul. I mean, I feel like she was just mad. I mean, just like she still just, she just trashed the whole person.
1: Throw the whole person away. <laughs> Um, finally We are going to talk about Oh
0: wait, I don't know if it's true about her having a tax money put on her either I forgot to look up the story
1: Well, you know, that's kind of how that goes Once you leave that position like
0: Only we cannot pay taxes Yeah. Once you
1: leave that position, you kind of become a regular citizen And all that shit is waiting on you You know, so Get what you can while you're there Because afterwards, you're regular So yeah, we need all that right back Um, finally we're going to talk about The thing that, uh had everybody talking this week um it's the uh, net neutral neutrality net neutrality um this is kind of this is horrible like the hor- this is horrible like the fact that they shot it down like this is what we know as the internet mm-hmm. like it was rules in place that prevented people from charging you and you like know, exploiting you pretty much pretty much making you do you know what i'm saying the internet was free for a while and there was rules in place to keep the internet free so this week the fcc voted um it was a panel of five people and they voted uh against it so they actually want to i mean congress it has to go through congress and everything hopefully that does not pass but it is it's not exactly looking great but they they want what's going to end up happening is that people who we get our internet from will be able to block out and um charge for things that we weren't being charged for
0: they can really control anything they can slow it down they can speed it up they can make you pretty much like if you're not doing something that they are right like your your political
1: views your spot you know sponsorship if you're a competing company or whatever they can, you know, restrict certain things from that. You know, certain people have higher speeds of the Internet for certain companies. They, that might go down. They might start charging you guys for Twitter or Facebook or um uh, you know Things of that nature So It's it's sad Because This is what This is all we've ever known Is
0: Yeah cause it's, I mean net, net neutrality Has been in place Since 2015 I think they said no. Is when that actual
1: The actual ruling I mean It's it's the ground It's basically Essentially the grounds That the internet Was made on So from the beginning Of the actual internet Is always be these rules They just came up With the name Recently But Yeah it's, it's the foundation Of the internet And now they're trying to completely tear that down and but it is it's basically making the rich richer in the poor poor because now you know what i'm saying without or with limited access to the internet you can't do simple things like you know pay your bills or schedule like a doctor's appointment or something like that like it, it really restricts people who don't have it like, and a lot of people don't have it. Like, a lot of people defend, depend on free Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Like, I was just at Starbucks and it was people just in there chilling, doing the homework and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure they are regulars at Starbucks that, you know, go into Starbucks to use internet because that's all they fucking have. They're not paying, you know what I'm saying? You don't want right. to pay for internet at home because it's a Starbucks around the corner. I'm going to just go there and buy a coffee instead of paying fucking um, AT&T $100 a month or something like that. So. I mean, with a lot of the cord cutting measures that have happened, it even, it gets even worse because now you're going to have to pay for apps. So, you know what I'm saying? Your Netflix price is going to go up. They're going to start charging for fucking YouTube and shit like that. All kind of streaming services will potentially be charged. And that's that's so fucked up. It, it's so fucked up have to deal with some shit like that especially when that's all you've ever known it's kind of like adulting you know you never you know that first bill that you get like oh well what the fuck is this like uh, oh okay um this is how this is how life works okay i
0: I guess the belief from because i want to be i guess neutral even though you know How that goes Um, The view is that I guess people who actually don't Feel like it shouldn't be a place it's like Okay well we were good Before 2015 When the actual law was passed That made people do it Mm -hmm. And so I think they're like Oh well we don't need that We were doing fine before then And that's kind of the whole right.
1: I mean it was, it was ideology. Ground, there were like I said, it was always ground rules, and people you know, abided by those rules, you know, those unwritten rules. and now that it became a law, and now I was like, oh well, yeah, no, no we, we actually want more money from people because yeah we can do that. It's pretty much a power move. And it's an underlying effect of them, you know, a lot of people in positions of power trying to close us off because, you know, we don't get nowadays, we don't get a lot of news as it is. Like, we had to go on, you know, you had to go on the internet to find out some shit, like whether it's the slave trade in uh, Libya and everything or the Brexit stuff in the UK. Like, we don't know about shit that happens in the world. It might be a little ticker and CNN, but you're not going to get the whole story. You have to actually research and look for the whole story so now they actually have the ability to stop you from knowing what's going on in the world you just know what's going on in this little bubble and yeah that's one of the main things that that makes it so fucked up
0: <clears throat> okay like I'm not even gonna lie to y'all I know like the general ideology behind net neutrality but I just don't know like in depth like I know like okay it's it's Makes internet providers—it's come kind of like almost like equalization. Like you have to pretty much treat all data on the internet the same. You can't discriminate, charge users differently based off content, website, platform, application, and all this stuff like that. You have to treat everything the same. That I know is like the general ide- ideology of what it is. Um, obviously, nobody wants to have to deal with all like, oh, you could pay for this, you could do this, you could do that, all of this crazy shit. I mean, even recently, Verizon was accused of. Yeah. Slowing down people when they were using like uh I think it was like Netflix and something else. I can't be- I can't remember what else it was, which is fucked up. Because sometimes I go on to... but yeah. So I want to go. I want to go. I mean, it is a fucked up thing. Hopefully, I I just read that like it was like a story about it was like from an hour ago. That um, there will be a Senate vote to reinstate net neutrality. So we will see. Hopefully. How that goes. Hopefully.
1: Like I said, it's, it's kind of fucked up that, you know, these things that we've always been used to, always, you know, you never really thought about the fact that there was a possibility that you would have to pay for the internet because you never paid for
0: it. I feel like I'm already paying for the internet though.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm saying but you're paying No I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're paying for the, the 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 actual service but they were talking about like, you know, charging for like every Google search. Like you could make, It
0: just wouldn't be any like <laughs> and like I am a Googler. I just feel like it wouldn't be um You had to pull out the encyclopedia First of all, all sure. no more knowledge um at your fingertips. Yeah Um Siri would have no job to do. Um, and no, no, we would have no way to communicate with the masses because at that point, if you are charging people for like Twitter and Facebook, I mean, y'all cool kids can do that shit. But I'm cheap, so you, I won't have no social media. We, I, we be riding our bikes to each other's houses again and sit on the front porch because <coughs> if you think I'm about to pay for the shit, you know it's just <laughs> not going down. Not gonna happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, you know, and now your, your high school reunions will be useful again because you don't know what everybody's doing on Facebook. For real, like, cause I mean, I don't really talk to people from high school. I have like three friends. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Courtney, Brian, Nakaya. Three friends from high school that I still associate with, and that's all I know. But I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, our high school reunion is coming up. Our senior. I just dated myself." Um, and they're like Well I mean Some people are really like Well you know We have Facebook And social media So do we really need a reunion And it's like Bitch it's been going on Since BC <laughs> And you're talking about mm-hmm. Do we need a reunion Yes We do I don't know what you Motherfuckers are Actually I don't care I don't know what you guys do, are doing Cause I don't fuck with y'all <laughs> 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 But it would be fun Just to have something to do I don't do shit with my life I would just It's a day to take off work And yeah. spend it with people You don't know Just like every other day
1: Yeah true
0: but you know, whatever is that all for hashtags? Yeah. Yeah. Lemma. I
1: mean, unless you had something else to. That.
0: Nope. Okay. I don't have no yeah nothing. I can't think of shit.
1: <laughs> so, um, what's on your head? What's on your brain? What's oh, you said on? you was using
0: that thing for your grandma gears, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, um.
1: I mean, that can be a
0: mutual. I watched the. Uh, I finished in entirety. The show Easy. I think I talked about it last week. It's an anthology series with a very star-studded cast. It's on. It's a Netflix original series. And I feel like I'll be sounding like a promotion. Um, it's a Netflix original series. Sometimes. And um, it's really good. Um, I don't know if you like anthologies. I'm going to be honest with myself and tell you guys that my reason I know what anthologies are is from reading Zane books. Uh-huh. And... um. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, like Zane? Okay, that's cool." Um, <laughs> Zane books like I was too young to be reading when I was reading them. Um, it's real, like I said, it's the stars of the cast. Every episode is different. Um, they do... Although it is an anthology, the characters intertwine different episodes and stuff like that. It's a really, really good show. They bring up some, a lot of good like, talking points. They cover a vast variety of things. And it's definitely worth checking out. And it, I mean, if you and you can watch it in like a day. Because it's eight episodes per season and it's 30 minutes. Like I watched an entire season at work. And I and I was done halfway through the day. Now we're actually Episodes at work, so mm, mm, mm. like I literally was done at like 10 o'clock, and I was like, What the fuck, what I do now?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so <clears throat> <coughs> oh. Excuse me, but um, yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, I have a very huh, deep, deep soft spot in my soul for Division. It took me a minute to like, I had a couple songs by them that I really liked, and like, their new project they're actually going on tour for now. I think I'm actually at first, like, I saw the promotion for their concert on uh online. On Facebook actually And I was like I do not know like two songs But now I'm thinking about going Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, uh. I don't know how that's going to go Because by the time The the concert is February 12th So by then I'll be at my new um, New location So I don't know how Putting my off day in But if I can get it I'm definitely going to go to the concert Because now I'm like in love um, if you really need, I mean, check out my playlist. Um, on Spotify, or whatever our weekly playlist or whatever. But I do have a, a good amount of division on there. Fifteen. Um, okay. Let's send this. like It's on a Thursday or some shit. Yeah. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I hate stuff like that in the middle of the week. Like, let me be, let me take a Saturday off. Shit. Um, but yeah. So uh, I'm definitely really, really, really looking forward to that. Like I said, um, Body Smile, one of my favorite songs right now. Conversations in a Diner. Great song. Think about me. Yeah. Hallucinations. That's from their first project though. Yeah. Um just just dope, honestly. Um so I've been really listening to a lot of them. Um Jaden Smith. It's a song I really like on um, I think it's called Nine Ninety. Ninety or whatever. Love that fucking song. Um I'm it's, on individual songs now.
1: Did you see his moonwalk? And what? He, he moonwalk. It was it was pretty. I didn't see yeah. it. It was pretty good.
0: It was it's another it's something else I've been listening to, but I can't remember. Oh, Chris Brown. Pills and Automobiles. I love that song. We're going to talk about that later because mm-hmm. it's in my grandma's gears. But <laughs> um, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, it's another. I'm trying to find something else to watch on Netflix. I see they just added some new shows. I'm going to check it out. Even though I'm behind on everything on TV, like Grey's and This Is Us. and every, I'm like five episodes behind. And I'm like, damn, has it really been five weeks since I watched TV? It has. Um, I
1: think I watched The first episode Of This Is Us And I haven't watched It's
0: so I have so many shows Like when people And it's so crazy Because like I'll it's something about Netflix, and I think it's because I can watch it at work. Because like I'll be so, <laughs> I'll be sitting there like, damn, I need to watch this on TV. And it's like I'll see like oh five episodes, six episodes. I'm not about to start. This is gonna take too long. And then I'll go watch Netflix instead. Hmm. And it's like oh god, I don't know why I keep doing that. And I I keep watching new shows, so doesn't make it worse.
1: AT and T actually needs to upgrade their system because I need to watch like the shit that I recorded, like when I'm watching TV at work. Like I need to watch, be able to watch my. Recorded shows and shit that wouldn't. Are you know, saying
0: like a downloaded kind
1: of thing? Like, yeah, like I recorded the fucking show. I can't.
0: It, you didn't yeah. record on your phone. Your DVRs are like a, a recording system. Like that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works.
1: That's how it should work.
0: No, it doesn't. That makes no sense. That's you better try to find be. it on on demand. That's as close as you're gonna get. No. Um. No. Like wait, what? <laughs> not how it works. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to get my life together. I know. I'm, this is not a New Year's resolution because I'm gonna start on the thirty first. So um. It's all
1: right. <laughs> technical ass. Get out of
0: here. I'm starting my thirty-first, just so it's not a new resolution. But I really am gonna try to like get my life together. As far as like, I'm really into like budgeting. Um, I was tweet I tweeted this out yesterday. I'm like, I should have really went into like financial management or like financial planning or something like that. It's never too late because that is like something that I'm super passionate about. Like when someone tells me they have money issues or something, like that, I'm like, okay, well let's sit down and make a budget. Like that's really how. I am. And
1: that's really how she is.
0: And it's been working really well for me thus far. Like I'm really into like the numbers. Like I know yesterday I was Googling like how much should I have saved? Like how much should I have in my savings account and working towards that and like um, Having a safety net and all of those things. And it's really important. And so when I see other young people having money issues or not able to manage their money in a very productive or successful way, I feel the need to help them. Because I'm like, okay, you don't have to have these problems. We can end this end this paycheck to paycheck cycle and put you in a better financial position altogether.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should see this nigga. Right now. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry I'm really passionate about this I'm sorry
1: She got the hand movements I'm hand really movement. like
0: I look up like Investments And like <laughs> And like What you can do with your money Like what you Like what kind of account you need So we can start Gaining interest And whatever um, Having that safety net And being in a comfortable Position or whatever um, But yeah I would say That that's pretty much it Just dancing And emphasizing Living my best life. Um, I'm starting my New Year's resolution to get healthy. I'm really going to try out clean eating. We'll see how that works.
1: (sighs) Okay.
0: Of like cooking and like pretty much not eating anything but like protein and vegetables and beans and trying to live my best life. I'm trying to debate if i want to try clean eating or just go back to being vegetarian but since i love meat i think i'm just gonna try clean eating
1: yeah i'm a big proponent of clean eating like that's normally the way that i eat anyway i don't really get into all that yeah just protein and-
0: see i eat a lot of processed foods and like i'm trying to get out of that like because like for me it's like I guess it's just kind of less must and fuss. The reason I said it is because I count calories, and so eating processed foods and stuff with labels on it where I can just, like, okay, add this up yeah. versus, like, weigh it out or measure it out and add it up is way easier than trying to calculate every single ingredient in something I'm making. And so that's why it was just kind of...
1: Yeah, that was an interesting journey that you went on before. I was saying.
0: Yeah, so it's just kind of like...
1: When you, like, tabulating and, like, seasoning and shit like that. Yeah, yeah like, I, like I calculate that.
0: everything. <laughs> I mean, because I count calories. I, still, I do it no matter What I'm doing, just so I can hold myself accountable. Like, bitch, even when I'm eating bad, like, bitch, you had three thousand calories today. Yeah, that's
1: why I sent you the the recipe for the cookies and stuff, so you can tell you.
0: (laughs) Seriously, I mean, (laughs) I just like to be in the know. Like, I, I like to, and I know, I like, I, I don't know, I'm very like into. No matter if I'm like. Fluffy or when I'm like really small, I'm always into like my health and wellness and like trying to like be right. But right now you say fluffy. Yes. This is goal to be an ANOVA babe.
1: You haven't been fluffy in a
0: while. So. No, I mean well no not like that. Right now I'm like thick, kinda. Well, depending on what your definition of thick is. I don't know. Maybe a little smaller than thick. But <laughs> uh, it sounds good when you say it like that. I'm thick and I know it. Yes. Well, I mean, mostly it depends on your definition of it, like I said. Because somebody's like, oh, she's a i It's I'm like, I'm not that big. Uh-huh. So you're not talking about me. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Too. Yeah. But anyways, um, what's on your mind?
1: Um, We had a lot of new music come out this week. Oh, did um, we? NDRD came out with their Oh album. Black Thought
0: Freestyle on Flick sorry that was dope I just wanted to add that alright
1: yes, Black Thought is always dope Black Thought is one of those people who you don't think about when you think about rappers because he is way more than a rapper
0: He's so established like the Roots is such a great like they're like a, a rap group a band like they are like really dynamic like that yeah, man he, is always working.
1: He touched on that in uh freestyles. like you know a lot of people don't look at him as a rapper because of what he does like the things outside Of rap that he does like he's a Background singer and you know The Roots man, and you know they are on Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon every night So you know it's a lot of things that he Does on a regular basis that You don't consider him As a rapper but he's actually One of the doubles rappers ever so
0: Yeah that's true I think once soon Coming up I really do want to have a real Conversation about hip hop and I'm actually probably Going to do that maybe next That probably won't be into the new year because I know um a guest we had, the only guest we ever had, wants to do it with us, have a conversation about hip hop. We're gonna we're gonna put together our top 15.
1: On top oh Jesus Christ.
0: And we're gonna have a real good conversation. I'm actually looking forward to this. We're
1: gonna argue for two and a half hours. Yes.
0: I wanna see who else wants to do it. It'll probably be us, Kyle and uh, Maybe I'll find one other person, maybe another female, so to be balanced. No. But I don't know anybody I don't know I don't know no. any other female that likes rap as much, as that's as passionate about hip hop as I am. So I don't know how that would even work.
1: I know who's not gonna be on my list. Who? Jeezy. Jeezy put out his album (laughs) this week. I I mean, it was kind of like everything that came out from the NERD album to the Eminem album to Jeezy. Like they were all underwhelming and. I don't know if it's, like, our, our musical... Like, how we've been so dumbed down and shit that we just want bangers and shit. Like, we not we don't really want, like, an album that has, like, you know, substance and shit like that. Like, I played uh No Church on... I mean, yeah, uh No Dope on Sundays and shit for a while. And, yeah, it kind of, like, faded because it was, like, nothing that grabbed your attention. Like, okay. it, it was... You know what I'm saying? A lot of the dumb shit we know it's dumb but the beat is nice or the chorus is catchy and shit so you just replay the shit because it's you know it's something familiar and melodic and shit like that we don't really have time to break down lyrics and shit i have a fucking job and um yeah i'm driving to work i don't want to hear your uh yeah i don't want to hear that shit at all i'm sorry (laughs) I mean that's just me getting older. Like I'm, I'm still a hip hop head. So when I have downtime, I'll actually play more, you know, lyrical music. But as far as like in, in the car and shit, nobody's banging no conscious shit. Okay. I do. Which, what, what, what kind of conscious music do you bang? Yeah.
0: I listen to J Cole.
1: There's a joke there, but yeah, no, there's a joke. No, I'm just saying, you know, the the normal J Cole joke. I don't get it. Surprised he didn't fall asleep at the wheel.
0: Really people don't like J Cole?
1: They, they think he's like boring.
0: I feel like cause he's regular.
1: Probably, It's not flashy.
0: I mean, I don't think he's any more boring than Drake, but he's. I mean, I mean, maybe his beats and production makes it better. I guess. I mean,
1: anybody who produces their own like beats and shit is not gonna get recognition like that.
0: I mean, cause I love Tyler, and he. I don't know if he still does. But I know when they first came out, he definitely did every fucking thing. Yeah. I don't know if he does now, cause he's he reached a level where he doesn't really have to. But he definitely, I know, in the very beginning of our future. When and I was definitely like becoming a fan and he was eating roaches and shit. Um <laughs> he was making all their beats and all of that stuff like that. Taco. Tyler with the green hat. Taco.
1: Um the the only other thing on my mind is you guys. Um, many, many, many thanks to you guys. Like y'all uh, I don't know what it was about this week, but y'all showed up and, and showed out and Y'all really like when we talk about racist shit, apparently. You know, y'all like the controversial stuff, so we're gonna give you guys more controversial content. So, you know, I know y'all don't like us when we're happy, and you know, trying to. You're like, okay, well, we put out an episode. It's kind of.
0: That's fine. I know they like everyday struggle. My depression is flaring, so I'll bless you guys soon. I'm joking.
1: Right. <laughs> like I, I feel like I. I, I, I wanna... feel
0: like I can be what you want me to be. <laughs> The true goth self. Right. I am.
1: Feeling very Lincoln Parkish today, so we, we should have a good episode. But no, it was more so just thanks. You guys like showed a lot of love. And-
0: yeah, a lot. Like it was very, it was wonderful and overwhelming. It was definitely worth a celebration. And like, felt like, damn, we doing this for real
1: right yeah kind of scared it was scary because you know I thought somebody just had like the episode on a continuous loop at home like they just put the shit on repeat and forgot and went out and like lived their work week and everything and they just constantly pay, played Uh, I'm not racist so that is now our highest listened to um, episode so that all goes to you guys we greatly appreciate you guys thank you
0: thank you thank you I want to thank you mm-hmm. for I don't remember, but what's the title of the song? You know, I actually seen a a post on uh, Twitter Mm -hmm. that was saying how we need to respect Bow Wow, little Bow Wow, because he's a legend. Like y'all can hate or you know say (laughs) fuck Shad Moss. Wait, did Bow Wow (laughs) post it? No, actually somebody else did. I guess they was talking about how he's a legend and we need to we gonna put some respect on his name. You know what I'm saying? Like Shad Moss is an ignorant ass Negro, but little Bow Wow though influenced our generation.
1: Well, actually. Um, We had a we had a discussion in the group chat, kind of similar to that. And of course, Chris Chris brought up uh, LL Cool J, and LL Cool J is a rap legend. But anything like after 2000,
0: Fatty Girl was my shit. Uh, Well, actually, I love Love You Better too, and the song he did with Jennifer Lopez. No, 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 that that's that's garbage. Really, all I have that was a fucking classic. You got me fucked up. That song, that beat drop, nigga. That song drop, everybody like. Huh (laughs) <laughs> proudest what you have baby girl i'm what you have it's a poor rendition of a classic it's a
1: very poor rendition of a classic song uh,
0: i don't have nostalgia like that so
1: yeah i mean well he did give us a head too during that we're gonna
0: ignore that part no, no no i like freeze it's still on my phone we're live jenna's okay
1: freeze right, well, do we have anybody <laughs> did anybody you know with all the love that we got did anybody no no us one
0: still yet? doesn't care enough to talk to us and and if you do, you can do so by emailing us At ask2ampodcast at gmail.com Again, that email is as 2 ampodcast at gmail.com And that is the number two. send any questions, comments Or to voice your concerns to that email And we will answer a lot on the show Or just write back to you if you kind of shy
1: Yeah, I mean, we're open to any commentary Comment on SoundCloud um, I'm kind of sketchy about the DMs Because, um, you know, me too Uh, but hit us in the DMs comment you know just reply on Instagram or Twitter or you know go like our Facebook page okay please do that Um, the conversation we're having today I actually put the um, the example from where we got it from I put that on our Facebook page so follow us yeah the TED talk Um, follow us like us you know all that good stuff review us rate us you know if you think you think we trash you know let us know that's the only way we can improve so
0: but you have to let us know why don't give somebody a one-star rating and not say why i don't like this shit because it's like well give
1: us a five-star rating and complain
0: do whatever you feel
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you want to complain still give us a five-star rating
0: that's fine um I know something we were, oh, this is something I was just about to mention, sorry. We're probably gonna do another review giveaway um, going into the new year. I know we haven't done one since last year. Was that last year? Or was that earlier this year? I was earlier this year. Okay, we haven't, oh yeah, because we started this December day. Okay, so probably going into the new year, maybe like January, February, we're gonna do another review giveaway. I'll provide the details in the upcoming weeks for that and keep you posted on all of that loveliness.
1: We have a lot of things coming up for the show. Um we have to, you know, it, it's it's more about time than anything. We have very 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 busy Work schedules mm-hmm. and we're greedy As fuck so we go in to work It's on hard to be in a productive
0: member of society We were just talking about this just last week
1: Like we go in and work on days that we're Off because you know you never Know so it's always good To have than not to have
0: Yeah I mean when I don't hate my job I love it so <laughs> Um I work A lot but anyways okay so Let so, me frame this Lovely conversation And uh let's argue So, this week, we are talking about code switching.
1: What is code switching?
0: Now, I was just about to say that. If you are one of those individuals like Hendrix that might not have a grasp on the particular topic that we are talking about.
1: Time the fuck out. You're
0: interrupting. Time out. You're interrupting, Kanye. Time out.
1: Yes, that's that's the theme this week. Time out. I know what code switching is. I didn't know what. This variation of code switching Was I know the term The definition The first definition I didn't know the second definition You can continue
0: Like I said if you're oblivious Like
1: um <laughs> will dump you I will give forehead. you
0: The general definition first So code switching in general is a practice of alternating Between two or more languages Or varieties of languages in a conversation I know that so, the variation that I'm talking about might be familiar to a lot of individuals. Maybe if you um, are from a different culture or a different ethnicity or a different background. Um, it's pretty much like, just like they say was language and you're switching back and forth. It's almost like kind of switching back and forth between maybe your more urban nature or something like that. And... A more refined Traditional Professional I guess Kind of way Um It's a TED talk That I got this idea from Um By uh, This lady She was a African American woman Named Chandra Author And she Uh Did a TED talk Whatever about The Cost of code switching And How it actually uh, Kind of prohibits True diversity Or whatever right. And if you want to see that. We posted it on our Facebook again, I believe. And you can also just Google it. It's on YouTube and everything like that. It's like a 10 minute talk. So it's definitely worth checking out. And what I want to talk about is pretty much how it affected our lives. Like in the whole idea, I'll go bring it back again as far as like from a perspective of like a young African-American person or black people in general and how we have to present ourselves in certain ways to be considered or maybe uh, if you want to be presented professionally, or as a non-threatening, you know, no. black member of the black community or whatever like that, if you wanna kinda get away from the stereotypes or you know, kinda just separate yourself or to get ahead to be more productive. It's a lot of reasons why people might feel the need to code switch. And that's what I wanted to talk about because I think it's definitely affected my life. In a lot of ways. And maybe some other people can relate. Especially coming from where we come from. We grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Um, it's a very segregated area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where... Like she touched on in the talk. It's like Code Switch is one of the things you either get it or you don't. Kind of like if you don't actually ever learn to Code Switch... It's kind of like one of those things that's like...
1: You get stuck in a it certain can, place.
0: You, you can get stuck. You can become stagnant. And it can also be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And so it's, one, it's like a skill in a lot of ways. And it can be forced on you, whether it's like using slang or ebonics or cursing. It can be a symbol. It's not or having a particular accent. Maybe you came from the South or, you know, you're more country or like anything like that. There's so many different ways and different kind of environments and all this things like that can influence and affect it, but mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about our own personal experience and then maybe bring it into a, gl- a more global and general perspective
1: well, code switching is kind of the reason why I've never grown my hair like I've always cut my hair short um kept my facial hair groom, you know because you as a black man in society, you kind of want to be looked at as non threatening because of the stigma that black men have in society. And it's unfortunate because I see a lot of my, you know, friends, associates, whatever, who are just living their best life with their even my like my father, living their best life with their, you know, luxurious locks and stuff like that. You know, I got people who got like these long the Rick Ross beards and shit like that. Like, no, I'm I look like I'm a, a suspect. Right, you know what I'm saying? I look like I'm a, you know, young young black man. Like, I'm not threatening. Police pull me over You know, I don't look like I, you know, have anything on me. You know, I look like a, you know, a working class member of society. So, from that point of view, like, I learned at a young age that you have to present yourself a certain way if you want to not even get respect, but if you want to get acknowledgement from a certain type of people so it just goes back to i mean well we'll go back a little bit further like casey said we grew up in detroit both grew up in urban areas but we weren't educated urbanly Like we both went to private school like yeah so i learned different things and different words and Different ways of speaking than my friends, I still went home and talked shit with my friends, and you know what I'm saying the lingo the slang or whatever, but I could also use these big elaborate words to fit in with people that you know I might have hung around in the school in the school vibe so and that helped me when I got older because a lot of people still to this day don't understand why I use certain words that I use. Like, I I mean, that was just something that I got used to. I used to read the Thorises and, you know, look through encyclopedias so I knew exactly how to fit in. You know, somebody's talking about the stock market. I look at the stock market every day so I can, you know, I can join into that conversation Mm -hmm with people and that's something that you can use to impress a crowd that otherwise wouldn't be impressed with you so because all you need is a little a little bit of light in that doorway to get in. Unfortunately, that that's the case, but you you just need a little bit of leeway to get in. And um yeah, it's just really about like being able to be a chameleon. You have to be able to fit in in all different facets of life. I hate when people that I know like, "Oh yeah, no, I would I would never be able, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. No, nah, that look boring." Yeah, sometimes you have to go to the boring events. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to go to a black tie event and, and yeah. you know
0: Occupy multiple spaces Right,
1: you have to be able to, you know, go to a black tie event And be able to talk about, you know, real estate and politics
0: Articulate your opinions and express yourself well
1: Right, you can't just be you Unfortunately, you just can't be you all the time As much as we try, as much as we put out the fact that Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying, I'm a real nigga and, You know, I'm a, no bro No, you got to expand yourself or you will stay where you're at forever.
0: I definitely feel, even listening to Hendrix talk, I definitely would say that, I don't know if it's male, female. Well, I can't even say it's male, female, because I feel like there are people like um, guys that obviously might have grew up in a more suburban environment that won't have the... Um, ability to maybe relate to more like black people or like stuff like that if yeah. they have ever been in that environment. I feel like that's one thing that I can say is slightly different between me and Hendrix's experiences because I feel like he actually kind of can do both. Oh yeah, and I, I,
1: look, trust me, I'm 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 from Harper and Casual, bro. Sorry. Like, you know, and
0: for you from not from <laughs> Detroit, that is a very urban area. Um, catch <laughs> the guy in the Spider-Man suit jigging see, on the corner.
1: See, shout out to Chris Brown. <laughs>
0: um, now, from my perspective, I can give you... I have a little bit different perspective on the situation. and Because we were kind of, I guess, experienced different situations. Like, different experiences. So, like, for me... I grew up very sheltered. I don't talk about it on the show a lot. I grew up very traditionally. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked um, as, like, two brothers. Whatever, I'm the youngest and only girl. When my parents had kids, they made a decision to not kind of associate with the more urban people in their family. So, like, <laughs> um... They kind of they sheltered me especially, I think my brothers did get more of an opportunity to hang out with certain like cousins and aunties and uncles that right. I didn't get a chance to. They really monitored who they brought around us and who we were allowed to be around um as far as like development, they really cared about that, so right. as far as like the people who may have had drug problems or the people who may have been. Having issues with the law or something like that I was never around them or exposed to them My parents didn't really use slang like that around me And they didn't curse around us either I have never in my life heard my mother or my father use the N-word I curse like a sailor But You know what? Um, I've never
1: i never heard that shit either I've never heard your dad say nigga
0: I know And so like um, And and they didn't even curse when I was younger
1: Oh you cussed like a savior
0: So um, (laughs) yeah I definitely got it from school Uh, (laughs) um, So yeah So I grew up very sheltered I will almost say that I grew up kind of Already cold switching I didn't have very many Urban influences around me Which is probably why my entire life I've been called an oreo Mm -hmm. Or people have asked me where I'm from Because in their mind I don't sound like I grew up on the east side of Detroit Right Even though I lived in an urban area I went to public school For elementary school So kindergarten Through fifth grade I went to private school from 6th to 8th For middle school And then I went back to public school But a school of choice um, That was very focused on education I went there from for high school, so ninth through twelfth grade, right. and eventually attending a PWI for university.
1: Now, keep in mind, me and me and K C grew up in the same neighborhood, so right to put that in perspective.
0: Put it, yeah, right to put it in perspective. That's why I say like our upbringing has played a a huge role into it. So a lot of like I haven't, I can't even. I have, I'm not going to say I haven't been able to occupy black spaces because obviously I'm still from Detroit, so <laughs> like. I've I've never felt like uncomfortable doing it, but I have definitely experienced the judgment. Obviously, like I said, in my whole life, I've been told that I'm not from Detroit. Yeah. that I must be from you know, across Mars, like you from Gross Point or something like that, which is a <laughs> suburb really close to the area in which we grew up in.
1: So the rich people. It's it? a
0: very, yes, it's a huge, very wealthy suburb <laughs> um, um, outside of Detroit. Um, I've been accused of being from there or like stuff like that, or like you're not from the east side or stuff like that. And it's but that but that's the thing, that stereotype goes both ways. You
1: were basically Nuno
0: Kind of. But that's but I was never but I never could really like do the urban one. You special. I can't really I can't really can't really <laughs> do that version. But and on top of that, my friends that I made, we <laughs> they're the same way. So, like, I have two best friends. One of them is, like, a pastor's daughter. Both of her parents are educators, and she grew up in the same manner. Mm-hmm. Like, very well-spoken, you know, educated, kind of, like, not really exposed. And she lives in a worse part of the city than, I mean, like, she grew up in the worst part of the city than I did.
1: And she is way less urban than you are.
0: She is. Like, I've always said, like, me and my friends are a spectrum. And and it's so ironic because it's like, I'm in the middle. I'm always in the middle. I'm always, like, neutral. I'm in the middle. Nicole is probably the best at occupying both spaces. And then Courtney is probably the least, I would say. Which is ironic because Nicole is the most cultured. She grew up, lived in all over the freaking world, Right. And um, she's the best I would say at Occupy in both spaces As far as like Being very well spoken And being Like put together and educated and all these Things and also being able To be Around like whatever a shot call and be you know mm-hmm. that person Like no you got me fucked up like she's definitely One too but it's like she can do Anything right. <laughs> Um and I'm in the middle, and Courtney's loving. So like, my friends were—we all were the same, and we all grew up in the same neighborhood, like around each other, east side of Detroit. And that was my experience. So like, when I was around other black people or whatever, it was almost like oh if, whether I was being judged about my experiences like oh well you know I went to Germany and visited my friends. It's like Germany, why how would you go there? Or, you know, the fact that my parents were married or right. the fact that uh you know we you know we grew we had this house and we had two cars and we just grew up very normal traditionally. And
1: where, where your parents work where? Like dude that Jesus Christ. And so <laughs>
0: Whether it was education or anything, it was just... Even even when I went to college, and the fact that I didn't have to work through school, it was like, wait, you didn't have your first job until uh-huh. you graduate. And I'm like, I really do have my... Like, my career is the first job I've ever had. Like, besides, like, I worked at McDonald's for a couple months and worked at a gas station a couple months before I went to school. I mean, before I got my job that I have now. Um, but, yeah, so um, even those experiences has been different. And it goes both ways like I was saying the whole idea when people tell me I'm not from the city. All right. It goes both ways from the people before they actually meet me or before they actually get to know me and they start talking to me and they are like um blown away. Not even that, it's like they have a stereotypical idea of the location. So if I'm like, I'm from the east side, you know what I'm saying, of Detroit, or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, y'all don't have no houses over there. Everything's burned down. Everything is ran through. Like, crack it. Like, even when people, like, I've just had this conversation with one of my friends the other day when we were talking about, like, drugs or whatever. And I was like, I've never seen any hard drugs in person. And they couldn't believe me, as someone that grew up in the inner city in Detroit, Michigan, East. I've never seen hard drugs before. I've never seen cocaine, crack, heroin. I've never seen anything outside of weed and pills. It's the only thing I've ever visually seen.
1: I've seen it all. And
0: so, <laughs> and so people are like, "Wait, you never?" And I'm like, "No." It's like you said, so you never you're like actually been around like. A crackhead. I'm like, no, I've never been around a addict before. Like, seen a fiend kind of thing. Like, I've never been in that environment before. And like I said, my parents sheltered the hell out of me, and I was very green and vanilla. I'll never forget my freshman year of college. It might have been the first week, we met this girl. And at this time, I have at this time I had never smoked before. I never smoked weed before. And she was talking about how her parents forced her to go home every weekend to drop. And I'm just, like, looking at my best friend, like, people do drugs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, <laughs> like, wait. She don't wear her parents they don't love her. Like, it was just, like, one of those things I didn't understand. These people do drugs. Because, <laughs> because I was so fucking sheltered, you know? Right. And so I didn't understand it. Like, it was just so, it was just one of those things I couldn't even fathom. Because it was like, oh, like, no. Like, that's not even what? What is
1: this? Um, yeah, so growing up, I, I did both. Like, I experienced... The urban side, but I thrived in the more suburban side because I was smart. Not you know, not to say that you know my my peers were dumb, but I educated myself in things that needed you know that I felt like I would need for later on in life. Like I, you know, I said earlier about the stock market and stuff like that, just politics, world news. You know, what I'm saying I, I read the newspaper every day. You know, because I just wanted knowledge. I wanted infinite knowledge because i knew that knowledge was power so even though i wasn't in a position of power i wasn't in a complexion of power i needed to know things that weren't being given to me on an everyday basis like it wasn't bet for me you know what i'm saying it wasn't like oh yeah i'm rushing home to watch 106 and park no i was I didn't rush home. home, but I watched it. <laughs> I mean, I watched it too, but you know, I also watched You know, I would watch TRL and stuff like that. Like I would. That's a good point. I'm a you way too i saying? I would. I would get ingrained. Like you know, Hendrix. Like who? Look, I'm no. My favorite artist died 20 years before I was born. Okay, like, I, I'm not normal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not a normal urban male. Like, but I've been around it. I I am it. I'm just very diverse but, in, in what I do, but that's
0: also kind of I feel like what the TED Talk kind of touched on is that we don't have to be either or, or not even either or. But it's like we shouldn't have to. We could just be able to be our authentic selves and whatever that means. Right. Um, kind of like okay, well, I could like I don't have to be described as like being ghetto or being you know professional or you know whatever. I I now just to mm-hmm. just for clarification, I use urban instead of ghetto because in my opinion ghetto is attributed to black people and I feel like anybody could be a little bit more saucy. So that's why I usually say like urban instead of saying ghetto because I feel like ghetto has a negative connotation associated with African American people. So I, I mean, use urban instead.
1: Urban, yeah, I would mean, use ghetto is more like poor. So black and white people can be ghetto. And urban is just you grew up in them.
0: I'm saying like urban when I say urban, I'm like, oh you know, one, you know, just the the slang and the <laughs> the the people, you know, whatever. <laughs> urban environments, I guess. But anyways Um, as far as that, that's why I said like about being multifaceted, because like I said, I haven't, I've never been like, obviously one of those, I don't know. I I don't even know how to describe it because it was just the way I grew up. I'm literally like a product of nurturing. (laughs) than my nature. I mean, no. Part of my nature than my nurturing. So, like, I was around my family and we all kind of grew up in a environment. Like I said, my parents didn't even curse around us. I've never heard my parents say the N-word. Like, they were very, like, mild-mannered people. And... So I didn't get that kind of like they didn't really use slang when they talked to us. They didn't really you know what I'm saying they spoke properly and mm-hmm. they could articulate themselves in a way and say maybe they were cold switching their whole lives. I really don't know. But that's how I was so that's how I was raised in that same environment. So I always spoke a certain way and all those things like that. But Regardless of all those things, I never disconnected myself right um i've always like I said, i've always been into both things like i've been into re- i'm uh i have <laughs> my black card is like taken and given to me all the time because like i don't more times than tonight like them. a lot of the yeah a lot of the really, like, the urban movies that people, like, the Hood Staples, the Boys in the Hood, the Miss Society, all that stuff, never seen them a day in my life. Um, I grew up on, like, She's All That and <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You and Princess Diaries and shit like that. Not even gonna hold you up. Julia Roberts is my favorite actress. Like, <laughs> I grew up on stuff like that. Pretty Woman was my favorite movie. I used to watch one movie, my mom all the time. I was uh, into NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys right. and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, but I still like Maya and Beyonce and Destiny's Child and all and all those things. All right. So it was. I was never. I never felt issue in it. You know, like I never. It, it was normal to me. That's sometimes I felt like. you can be multiple things. Like right. it doesn't have to be. Oh, I only listen to black people music. Girl. I don't listen to that white people shit. I Paramore is one of my favorite bands. Like it's kind of like, like I had like the fucking '90s, early 2000s, like punk rock scene was everything. From, like Avril Lavigne, like Fall Out Boy, like My Chemical Romance. Like that's all my shit. You know what I'm saying? But I or, or, like or, 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 YG. Z. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And Jay Z is my favorite rapper. Like so. <laughs> You can be these things where like, I feel like I can operate spaces in that way where it's like, I'm not going to make uh, a black person uncomfortable around me. Like, I've met people like that that grew up in, like, um, more majority-centered environments. Right. Like, my best, like, when I'm with my best friend, one of my friends from college, first time she ever came to my house in Detroit, Michigan, is when I still lived at home. Because, obviously, I live in the suburbs now. <laughs> but when I still lived <laughs> at home, in the house that I grew up in, she came to my house, and she was just like... Oh, yeah. My mom t- told me I couldn't drive in the nice car over here. And <laughs> I was like, what? But she was like from Troy, which is like a very wealthy suburb. Mm-hmm. Like, in like y'all got nice cars in or, Michigan. Car is
1: a car, my nigga. It, it
0: really wasn't that nice of a car, though. It really wasn't. Like she drove like a minivan over here. I feel like they had like an Altima. Like it really wasn't that nice. Like come on. Um, if, it's, it's,
1: if it's gonna get stolen, it's gonna get stolen, my baby. It don't matter. It don't matter one. what the hell it is.
0: <laughs> they actually more likely to steal the raggedy cars because they're easy to get into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit
1: real out here. Bitch. Um,
0: but yeah, so. I kind of was like, I grew up in that way. Like, okay, so I can occupy both spaces. But now, when it comes to, like, being presented to the masses, I have always felt a pressure. Right. I felt a pressure because I've made a point, I think, I don't even know if it was intentionally or unintentionally, to be a non-threatening person of color. Right. I've always tried, I don't think, like, in my life, like, to make sure that I defy those stereotypes Because it's just kind of like, I guess I was naive, especially when I was younger. And I think I still do it now to a certain extent, but I was naive, especially when I was younger, that I could, as an individual, affect how people saw us as a whole. And that's a lot, that's a burden. And um, whether it was anything, whether it was how I spoke or like, I'm sorry Going to the I'm sorry
1: You were naive I'm sorry sorry. No I know I said it I said I was naive
0: Um, Like whether it was How I spoke Or like going to the store And like going grocery shopping and knowing that I have a Bank of America debit card and not a not an EBT card,
1: or like no, I
0: mean, knowing I- that you know I can afford my things and like I ha- I can afford my apartment, like I can afford to shop here, or you know I can articulate well, or no one tells me like I've never even been in a physical altercation before, or you know I've traveled, I've seen the world, like we can meet on the same level, like oh yeah, like. You know, I like Britney Spears, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with this. Or, you know, I like this. I'm cultured. I can educate. I can, speak. I can We can have an articulate, intelligent conversation about things. I've always tried to be the difference. Or like, oh, black women are angry. And it's like... I'm very even. I'm very mild-mannered, even to the fact of being docile, even to prove the point that I'm not like that. And it's a burden to bear because it's like you, I feel like my whole life I've been trying to defy stereotypes. And I'm, it's not even like this isn't my authentic self because I am like that. But it's like when I'm around those people, I even have to. I feel like I turn it up a notch. Like, oh yes, sir, and thank you. I'm very apologetic. I'm very polite. I'm very well-mannered when I speak to certain people because even if I can just have, they can have that in one experience Me, at least they won't think that. When I worked in
1: Well, they're not all the same. No, yeah.
0: When I worked in fast food or when I worked at the gas station and, you know, it was like that idea of like, Oh, being nice and polite no matter how anybody was talking to me, because that's all you hear people talk about is ghetto angry black women mm. at the fast food places that hate their jobs. And so I was always just like, Oh, then would you like some fresh fries with that and nice crispy golden hot fries? You know what I'm saying? Like I was really like wanted to be everything, the opposite of everything people assumed I already wa- was. Yeah. Even, even when, and that, and that goes both ways. Cause even when I talk to black people, like I was talking to a guy and he was like, Oh, you from the East side. Like, you know, i and like, Well, I'm not like
1: that.
0: (laughs) I'm not loud and ghetto and angry, and I don't have any reason to, you know, be a gold digger or be this way, and I'm not like that. And it's not even like a pick-me type of thing, but it's just like just to change the narrative so you don't think that every black female that you meet from the east side is going to be like this. It's different people in every culture. Like, I'm okay if you say, like, oh, I met some ghetto people here, or I met some... Whitewash people here like or i met some intelligent articulate people here like just understand though those people exist everywhere in every race in every gender culture creed orientation whatever the fuck it is i just want people to understand that it's possible to be multiple things and like obviously i know that as an individual i can't kill those stereotypes but i do feel like it is a thing with like code switching where she was talking about how it can be kind of like a burden and it's a, it's a price to it because with that we eliminate true diversity we eliminate the idea that people are multifaceted and that people should be able to be taken seriously if they want to wear their 4c hair natural and it's not unprofessional or you know whether or it's a call like the cost of coaching wherever it's like obviously i or even hendrix might be at a, Occupy a space that someone that grew up in an urban environment and never made it out of that environment could. You know what I'm saying? They might be talking to a room full of people, and they could, you know, like, oh, what do you mean, or what are you saying? They could be using slang and even and people are going to act like they don't understand what they're saying, and they might not be occupy that same space and feel comfortable. And that is the price and the uh, cost of call switching, because like. It's um, it's to the point where it's like whether it's affecting your professional life, yeah, or if it's um, affecting like, like psh, danger. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, yeah, be, like you're definitely. affecting your safety. Whether like, if I get pulled over, I can like, oh, hi, officer. He's, you know, what I'm saying, it might be a different experience yeah, than someone like, what the fuck, the fucking cracker right. ass pig yeah. ass. <laughs> the yeah. fuck you won't, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah, that's what she touched on. In exactly. And um. And it's TED Talk, and that's something, um, you know, before the things that came on lately, you know, I was always that type of person. Like, regardless of what I did, you know, whether I was speeding or, you know I'm saying, I didn't come to a complete stop or, you know, I turned on red or something like that, like... If I got pulled over, I had no fear whatsoever because all my shit was straight. You know, license straight, registration, proof of insurance, everything was straight. You know what I'm saying? I know if I did something or if I didn't do something... And I was, you know, not upset Like, I, I, oh, these motherfuckers Pulled me over, nah, no, I was like Okay, well, he pulled me over, let's see what he Want, and uh, go from there Like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, it wasn't A combative thing, and it's not Because of, you know what I'm saying Me pushing, you know, me trying to Push myself out of that, that Area, you know what I'm saying, but it was More so the fact of Knowing where the fuck I was at, like I'm not in a position of power, so understand That I'm not in a position of power And then you work through it. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to be aware because in general, cold switching is basically straddling the fact of do you want to be in the box or do you want to be out of the box? Like it's a middle ground because, you know what I'm saying? You have this place and this environment that you're from. That's your, you know what I'm saying? That's your basic build. That's essentially your groundwork. That's where you come from. That's what, you know, your mothers, your mom, your dads, your Grandparents, all those ideals and shit like that. That's where that comes from. And then you have the other side where that's where you experience life. Like you go through life and you experience things, and that how that's how that changes that part of you. But you have to come to terms with actually balancing that out. Like you don't want to be on one level. Like you can't just stay on one level all the time because it's not it's not going to be a one level situation all the time. Sometimes you have to turn on the you know politeness and shit like that. And sometimes but that's you can what be a little. bit be more relaxed.
0: That's what makes it costly, though. Because I feel like, okay, if we are this way to be considered, right? If we are... Mild-mannered and polite and, like, super not... Even to a fault, almost, because sometimes it's not always received. It's just, like, whatever. Like, we can... You know, it's, like, not appreciate it. Right. It's, like, we, like, you know, try our hardest to be almost accepted and, like, make them feel comfortable. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I speak properly and try to be that exception to the rule. It almost... I get why she says it's costly because... It's like that almost frames it whereas they can see, like, oh, you know, well, my black friends don't act like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, So yeah, yeah, this yeah. is threatening. This is a threatening black person because they are speaking with their hands and they're using Ebonics and slang. And this is the ghetto yeah. EBT using black person. And my friend over here is like this. She's not like the rest of you guys. And it's kind of like it takes away... That position where you have to accept everybody for just who they are. And I get why she was saying, like, it comes at a price. And, like, whether you have learned to, like, navigate through it successfully or not, it could affect so many aspects of your life professionally and safely, like we said, safety as well. So it kind of puts you in like a really fucked up situation. Um, You're kind of
1: damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: Exactly, and like I said, that's all. all, Like all I knew was trying to, I guess, like from a from a urban side, and like from me, obviously being a woman of color, being African American. I understand that now, especially when when I was younger, I was naive, but now I understand it really don't fucking matter as far as, like, they're, if they're either going to respect you or not. It, it's nothing you can really do. I mean... Right. It
1: just depends on the person and the situation.
0: Like, I do remember, like, college. Like, I, like I said, I went to a PWI and, like, meeting people from, like, fucking Howl, which is, like... What is it, like, the... What is it called? The nigga lynching cap or some shit like that. Like... <laughs> Whatever. You go up in Michigan and that's why I said Michigan is segregated as fuck. Detroit is like extremely like 95% black people. Especially now I'll say it might be like five people white people. They all live downtown. Um, <laughs> it's like mostly black people in the, in the Detroit neighborhoods. And uh, so the rest of Michigan is like mostly white. And the further up you go in that mitten it's less and, less and less and less and less less black people. So when I went to CMU, which is in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, um, it was people from all over the state. So people who probably who have never came and crossed came across a black person before, and it was like you're in that environment in that position where you have to speak for the whole land of Negroes across the fucking gun. Like I am the spokesperson for the blacks, and in that position, it was kind of like it's almost a it's almost a it's almost a fucked place to be in because it's like well I'm happy I'm the first person that you're meeting yeah. you know what I'm saying because it was just like
1: yeah because it could be worse
0: it could be worse could you know what I'm worse. saying I'm happy it's me so that at least I can maybe feel like I'm shaping your experience and you know and being polite and being nice and being organized and focused and but whatever see, and all that stuff that's like where that. it
1: come, that's where the double sided thing come in because you set a standard that everybody, exactly everybody can't hold but
0: I'm saying at least though at least they don't have to be like oh we're all the black it's kind of the same thing where like you know I talk about men where they're like oh these black women are ghetto and so I've been saying this for the past couple weeks about stereotypes and how we should just do away with them I know my one opinion is not going to help but it's just like how stereotypes are kind of useless in that respect because you just say something about someone, like, oh, you meet one person, you're like, oh, these black women are just ghetto hot messes, and they wear weave and have ass shots, and they fight, right. and they're loud, and not just like, well, everyone's not like that. Like, it's messed up people in every culture, and it's the same way. Like, so just like you might meet me, you could meet someone else that's more urban or you can meet someone on the other side that's even more suburban than me because I didn't grow up in the suburbs. I grew up in the city. I just grew up sheltered. So it was just like I we all have different experiences. Someone who grew up not having nothing or that grew up maybe struggling or maybe grew up in a single parent household or anything. Their experiences will be different than mine. And just like someone who grew up in a suburb, experiences are gonna be different than mine. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm even
1: so, even when we talk to- to you guys like the podcast it's not like we're not putting on a voice or using specific words because we want to be necessarily more presentable we just understand that we have a wide range of audience so we could come on here like yeah what up bro you know blah blah But I would sound ridiculous
0: but no, when you,
1: when you talk urban it is funny it's hilarious we should have like an urban episode I don't even think I'm gonna do it for the whole show <laughs> I don't either but but, uh, uh, but no just the fact that yeah. you know just under- knowing and understanding Understanding that What situation you're in
0: Yeah I, And what's your surroundings I, it, it definitely Like I said It definitely Is one of those things That is It's complicated Cause When you I, Occupy certain spaces Or I don't know Maybe it's like The way I speak Bothers people A, a lot of like Black people Um I don't know what it is. Uh, like I don't know if i don't like I'm not. I don't know hood enough, or I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't give off down ass chick vibes, or whatever. Like I don't give off that I'm gonna take this case for you vibes. Like because it's mostly men. Um, I had a friend or a coworker that I was cool with. And the crazy thing about me is if if you listen to the show, you already know that I'm pro-black as fuck, right? All right. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, always, like, power to the people-ish. You know what I'm saying? I'm also logic-based. I also state facts. And so I was saying something about um, black people. I don't remember the conversation we were having, but I know if it was me, I wasn't saying anything ignorant because I don't talk off my ass. And so I was saying something, and the guy was like, you sound racist or something. I'm just like, first of all, I can't be. Um, <laughs> we're talking about black people, first of all. I can't be racist. I'm like, first of all, I'm one of, one of the most pro-black people that I know, and it's like, what work have you done? Right. Um. But yeah, it was just kind of like one of those ridiculous things where it was just like, okay. But it's just like because I'm not the stereotypical version of whatever black woman that I, you sh- you think that I should be. Yeah.
1: All, then it means
0: that I have to be white. Like it's like you it's no it's no happy medium.
1: No, it's, it's never a happy medium unfortunately. And a lot of people put that, that stress on, you know, us as you know what I'm saying, young black people we have, we kind of have to code switch because, you know, you have peers and shit that aren't as cultured as us. Some, you know, some of our friends aren't as cultured and you know, they don't know how to navigate in, you know, in a certain circles or whatever. And then you also have the people who are overly, you know what I'm saying, who are overly cultured, who, the bougie black people, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, that look down on us, even though we're trying to, we're in the middle, we're trying to bring the people, you know, not necessarily below us, but the, the Uneducated people up and try and bring them down to, you know, a more urban level. We're in the middle because that's just, you know, we live those two extremes. So we're just trying to, you know what I'm saying? When you coach with you, trying to find that perfect balance but also stand true to yourself like you don't want to compromise yourself by actually trying to fit in like that's never a good thing to do
0: yeah and like I mean anybody like working a black person you 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 even if you don't know what you're in switch before or you was on the phone with the bill collector and you were just like hi sir <laughs> or you know or talking to the pastor or whether or how you talk when you're at the spades game compared to how you talk when you're at work Um, A great example, I would want to say, of, like, Code Switch, and I know a lot of people watch Insecure, in first season when um, Molly was working in the office and she had the young lady that came in, uh, um, and she pretty much refused to Code Switch. And Molly, knowing the environment, was kind of, like, worried about it for her, like, worried for her. What was she doing? And was like, um, (laughs) you know, like, you know, to put her to the side. And was like, don't you want to, like, tone it down, you know, just a little bit? And the girl was offended, but, you know what I'm saying, Molly kind of knew. Because she's was obviously working there before her, and she kind of knew the environment. And eventually they did let her ass go. Cause it was just like, you smart and all. You are educated, and you're this and you're that. But, no. Like, professionally, we're not fucking with it. It's the same thing. No matter how educated you are, you come in there with that Afro puff. And them sangling these twists And we not having a girl And It's not It's not okay <laughs> But It's like It's the environment And it's really fucked up they, It's like We're almost kind of Forced to cold switch
1: Yeah don't get anything confused We're not You know We're not highlighting We're not You know Making this like, oh yeah, this is what you got to do, this is what you should do. No, I mean,
0: no, it's fucked up that we have to do it, but it's just, I'm saying, like, it's a price, like, damn. I don't think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like Hendrix said, it's like, if you don't code switch and it's like, okay, I'm my authentic self, I want to be me, and they should accept you for being you, but we're not there yet. So it's like, we shouldn't have to code switch. It's a cost of it because it ruins true diversity when we have to code switch, but. The masses are not ready for everyone's authentic self. They're not ready for the puffballs. And they're not ready for you to be blasting Tupac out of your cubicle. They're just not. And so... It's kind of like this fucked up divide where, you know, you just kind of find yourself in this position where you really don't know. And that's kind of where Molly was. I feel like she was challenged. Like, like I don't know, but she definitely was like, okay, I'm going to say this to you, girl, maybe just a little bit, turn it down. And she had to sit in on a meeting or whatever right. and watch them fire her. Because I think they actually told her, talked to her. It was like, well, we did. and then it didn't. <laughs> So it's just one of those things where it's, you're dead if you do, know, if you damn dead, you don't. Know. Yeah,
1: and we know a lot of you guys. Have experience in this because you know you might work in the office and have to deal Our with
0: professional environment or You have
1: to deal with Susie from accounting and shit that always want to ask you you know what lit is and you know
0: yeah yeah even with Issa and her friends and you know her coworkers or whatever asking her you know ignorant ass questions about black culture yeah. or whatever you have to deal with those type of people too it's a lot of different experiences that we as African American people have to go through. Definitely. And so, speaking of that, we would love to hear your stories and experiences with Code Switching. If you would like to give us that information, you can do so by writing us on Facebook or on Twitter or emailing us at ask 2 Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the number two. Send in any questions, comments, or concerns, or just to share your freaking stories with us.
1: Yes. We would greatly appreciate having some insight because we... <laughs> Like I said, we brought this up because we're know, we know we're not alone and especially you know, now you, you might have the holiday party or whatever where you know what I'm saying? They might be playing uh, maybe Adele or something like that. And you getting your Michael Blackson on. Like, I can't get jiggy with this shit. Or I don't, you know what I'm saying? like See,
0: that's definitely how I am. Like, we're, me and my friends are always at a conundrum. Sorry, sidebar. Me and my friends, are, we always have this fucking situation where it's like, I don't want to be in a ghetto ass club, like, in the city. But I also don't want to hear this EDM. And it's like, you're not going to, it's really hard to find the, that, like, happy medium. I don't even know if it exists. Where it's like no. a fun, safe environment, <laughs> but they're playing trap music. I don't know if that... <laughs> I don't think it exists. Maybe we I need to create that I because...
1: Ain't, I ain't seen it.
0: I don't know if that even exists. <laughs> I'm not sure. I ain't seen it. Yeah, I don't think so. I ain't definitely ain't But seen all right, it. that's going to wrap it up for our last argue topic for this week. So, Hendrix, what's grinding your gears?
1: Well, what's grinding our gears? Um, we have a shared story. Um... I was privy to a Twitter, um, Twitter thread, that's the correct word to use, a thread, um, where this young lady went on to uh, describe how she went on a date with this young man, and the date lasted all of 30 minutes, and in this thread, there was all kind of red flags and all kind of bullshit, and I ended the thread pretty much hating her. It was... <laughs> So basically, you know, the first date or whatever, they want to go somewhere. Um, I think dude had, you know, dude pushed the day back because he, you know, pushed the day back like an hour because he was, uh, you know, just got off work. He wanted to, you know, take a little quick nap, you know, freshen up or whatever. Cool. She stayed at work late. And it went on to, okay, yeah, well, you can, you know, come pick me up or whatever. And he proceeded to pick this young lady up. And this young lady, I don't, but see, this was the part that I didn't understand because it was like, is this the norm or is this you? Because, you know, you always get to that point where you meet somebody who reads, well, not reads, but, you know, comes up with this idea, like, okay, well, this is how it's supposed to be now.
0: I get what you're saying. But, I mean, he, she did say that that was what she was used to, though. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, the young, the young man proceeded to, uh notify her that he was at her place of residence and she said um okay you know she brushed it off like okay well i kind of like when people come to the door and you know say hey i'm i'm here hello how are you you know so she goes to the car and Oh, he came in he came in mm-hmm. sure
0: yeah because okay. he was talking about how good he looked because okay. she said she wanted people to see him just because he robbed kilter or some shit you know
1: yeah. He didn't come in at first. No. Yeah.
0: And then she was like, no, bring your ass in here.
1: Right, basically. So, um, they proceeded to go to the car. And she proceeded to wait until uh, he opened the door for her.
0: Yeah, they joked about it first and was like, oh, you know, like he was like oh you know, like you gotta open the door and he was like huh and got in the car and so then <laughs> um she was just like yeah no and so eventually i think he ended up opening the door from the inside of the car and she got it and yeah. that's how the day proceeded and i guess they got to where they were going i think she didn't even want to go where they were going it was like some club or something like hookah or something yeah
1: she she didn't you know but see that's kind of the thing about you know letting people decide where a date is gonna be at. i that's
0: i still do it i do it i do it because i want to see who you are so that's where i come from my first date if i go on a date with first date you have to plan in entirety and then the second day I'll plan that one I'll tell you where I'm going where we going or whatever what we doing but the first day, I am kind of want to judge you based off your taste right. So I mean
1: but see that's the thing that's like, my methodology if you give that option you can't be upset with you might not want to go
0: oh yeah no but I mean honestly that's not a significant story fast <laughs> forward to that so after that they got to where they was at and it's like okay well yeah you about to go you know we about to hookah have fun or whatever and he he's like, uh, okay. And so she, she, he gets out the car, and she sits in the car and just sits there and was like, yeah, I'm not getting out this bitch until you uh, let me out. And uh, he was sitting outside the car, and apparently she suggested that he threw a tantrum, like, get your ass out the car. And she was like, no. I think he texted her and was like or called her or was like, get out the car. She's like, no. And I think they kind of decided to, like, well, she was like, you can either let me out the car or we can go back home because I'm ready to go anyway.
1: See, that's where. What- <laughs> That's where he fucked
0: up. And then... um, That's where he fucked up. I would have let her out the car and went home.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's where where he fucked up. Okay, yeah, here you go. You know what? Actually, I'm going to let you out the car. I'm like, you're right. You You can get out,
0: and I'll see you never. Um, But yeah, so... That pretty much went on, and then eventually he took her back home because I did did that song and dance the whole time. He refused to let her out of the car. and Well, not let her out of the car. She was a trap. He refused to open the door for her, and she refused to get out the car. Now, I'll let you say your point. This is your grind, my gears.
1: The the thing that grinds my gears is like, dude, it has to be some kind of compromise. Like you, especially in dating, like on a fucking first date, is not everything. Ain't gonna be a hundred percent your way. Like that's not how that fucking. It's not how it works. Life does not work like that. So if you, you know what I'm saying, you have to kind of give these things out to people in order for them to actually understand. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm used to people holding, holding doors for me. Cool. I, can, I I can work. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I can work on. You know what I'm I used to <laughs> I used to hold the door open for KC. KC was like, yeah, no, nah, don't do that.
0: Oh, no, see, I don't care about somebody holding the door for me. Like, no, if you, I'm saying uh, opening,
1: if you, opening the car door for
0: you. Did you used to do that? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, nah, don't do that. I
0: went, on, I went on a date not too long ago. And it was an older guy, so I guess I expected that from him. Um, but, like, he opened, like, first of all, I mean... You could just tell how fucked up I am because, and I don't know if it's like because I'm like independent or because I don't like that I haven't dated as an adult. I don't know what it is, but like it was like some shit I've seen on TV. He brought me like flowers and chocolates and like came through the door, like gave me flowers. Like I said, I like went and like put him in the house and put them in water and shit, and then he like opened the door. And when like, that was okay because when I came down the stairs, he was already by the door and he opened it, but like. When we actually like was when we got to the restaurant and like he got out the car and turned the ignition off and I'm sitting there, that's an awkward moment to me. Like mm-hmm. that is just like okay, so I I feel like a bitch. Like I, <laughs> personally, personally, if that's how Grandmama told you that you should date, cool or Steve Harvey because I know what you bitches like to do. Um, if that's how you decide to date and how you want to be courted, that is fine. I am cool with other aspects of chivalry. I'm okay with like this aspect like okay, like if a man wants to pay for the date, you go ahead. I always have my money cuz I don't trust these niggas niggas is broke out here. But um if you know paying or you know knowing to open the door. Or knowing that you should walk on the side of oncoming traffic. Like, stuff like that. I don't expect Man. a nigga to put his jacket over a puddle and no, stuff like just, that. No like, certain that. things like that, I'm good. And I put the jacket over the puddle. I put that in the same vein as opening a car door. It's just one of those extreme things. Like, personally, I felt silly. Because I literally felt like I got two ass hands... I'm sitting here while you you're out the car and you have to walk around and wait. You know what I'm saying? I hate to you. and I have to sit over here and wait awkwardly until you come over here and open the door and then give you a half smile like mm-hmm, thanks. What? It's just weird to me though. I hate you. it. don't. Ha- I mean, that's just you can do what you want to do, but to me, I just feel like mm-hmm, it's just weird to me.
1: Yeah. or like
0: the we were walking back to the car because we were parking in the parking garage and like he had already opened the door so I was in front of him and so I got to the car first and it was like am I supposed to just stop and wait for you so I just opened the fucking door like it was just it was just dumb (laughs) I I just felt still it's just too much but that's just me obviously you can date which one is my problem with the thing wasn't um, her requiring that it was Her Not knowing who the fuck she was dating The reason I say that is because I don't know how you guys vet People that you date Or how you decide if you should want to go on a date With somebody because first of all Everybody who gets your number Everybody who you talk to I know like it's levels to this shit As far as I'm concerned I already know First conversation If I'm going to actually go on a date with you because if you on some bullshit or if it's like little non-negotiables, if you have extremes like that, like that was to me petty and I'm a petty person. So if you're like, if it's that serious to you, where you're the type of person that's like, I'm refusing to get out this fucking car. I'm refusing to get in this car unless you physically open this door to me. That is something that you need to tell somebody beforehand. Like, you know what? This is a deal breaker for me. I don't know. Maybe people like to save some kind of conversation for the date. I understand that, no. but certain stuff like, what are you into? Like, what do you like in a man or what do you like in a woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you like to do for fun? I feel like those are good precursors to dates, mm. and I feel like that's something that you should have talked about beforehand because that's a hard deal breaker clearly for you, and you should let them know because I feel like at that point, if we would have had this conversation before we went on this date we could have decided if I was going to compromise enough to open the door or you was going to get over yourself and open the fucking door for yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the we should have talked about it beforehand. And so you would know, okay, bitch, I'm opening the door for you. You'd know before we even going out or, you know, we talked about it yeah. And I decided as a man that I like you enough to, this is something that I can compromise on and I'll open the fucking door or we'll proceed to go out. Or well, we see, can decide that we can't bend and we are not fucking hanging out with each other. See, that's where I said it was compromise
1: because he actually did compromise. He was like, okay, well, if it means that much to, to you, I'll get out and open the door for you. You know what I'm saying? To start the date off or whatever. But for her to come back and, you know what I'm saying, getting out the car. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you gotta, hey, need you to open the door for me, bro. It's like, dude, like, you know what I'm saying? This and it's time- like, where does
0: that stop? Like, when we went, like, we a couple now. We go grocery shopping and, like, I'm carrying all the bags and you just sitting in the car. Like, I'm just trying to figure out where to, I'm a very equal opportunity ass bitch. I don't know. I mean, sorry, I'm ruining chivalry for you bitches, but. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Exactly what I thought about that. Yeah, like I'm just like I'm out. It was it was, to it's me. Wrap, bro. Like I said, she's entitled to that. I'm not. I don't don't want anybody to think I'm shitting on the stuff that their grandma and Steve Harvey told them to do. I'm just saying that you. If that's all, that sounds like a hard ass deal breaker. You feel as strongly about them as I feel like dating niggas with kids. If that's a hard ass deal breaker for you, like you know what, I'm out of here. Then you should have just said that beforehand Like you need to be like You know what Just so you know (laughs) I don't touch doors And it's like Okay And and at that point He had the right to decide If he wanted to deal with your shit or not Because in my opinion Both of them had the same kind of argument She was saying She was used to niggas opening doors And he was used to women Being independent enough With hands You know what I'm saying He was used to dating bitches with hands So (laughs) since they both (laughs) Were accustomed to certain things In my opinion Nobody was at fault both of them were at fault for not talking about it beforehand.
1: He was, he was used to dating people He's with used hands. to dating
0: people with hands. <laughs> And she was used to niggas open the door for her. So, I feel like they they both were just standing their ground. And I don't feel like either one of them was wrong because that was what he was used to and that no, was what I, she was used to. I just feel like it was stupid of them to go on a date without knowing shit about each other. Because I feel like that's important. Like, you know what, bitch? I don't touch doors. That's something you need to tell me beforehand.
1: Definitely. I mean, like, that's a hard thing. Like, I'm going to be petty.
0: We're not going to get out the car because I'm not getting out the car. That's important. Like, bitch, you child, I need to know.
1: Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I pick you up, come to your door and introduce myself hey how you doing let's go you know i don't know that you want the door you know what i'm saying because i don't know first of all
0: on the first day nobody's knowing where i live so you won't cut it my house anyway i think she, no she was at her friend house yeah but still you're not gonna know my friend would kill her you ain't come to my friend's house either <laughs> like you will meet there you know what i'm saying well i got an uber that's what i'm saying like what you gonna do you got a male uber driver he gonna open the door for you where does it stop right like, you open your door when you in the car by yourself what you gonna <laughs> sit there like call the attendant like hey bro can you come open the door for me I don't get it I don't <laughs> Oh my god, I just don't I don't, ever I don't get it But it's not for me to understand That's,
1: that's hilarious, nigga You get drilled the fuck off on <laughs>
0: uh, And I'm not even one of those like, Shout it from the sky I'm an independent black on, woman
1: If I'm on the clock, oh man, fuck out of here nigga. For real <laughs> I'm doing you a service, nigga. I'm coming to pick you up, fuck out of here
0: and Your Uber driver like, for um excuse man. me, sorry You need to open the door for me like, what bitch?
1: Like nigga, you got five minutes You pull up at the period, gas station,
0: period. like I have to pump my gas, sorry Can you keep the, talk to the like, hey, you! Come on, open the door, cause I gotta get out. Like the sign say self serve, man. Get that shit. Um, I'm a woman, and I don't have to touch doors or gas consoles.
1: If you want the door open or your gas, I'm work. not getting out the
0: <laughs> car. No, <laughs> see, see, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that was just all I had to say about that.
1: And that was, all, you know, besides the typical shit, work and all that shit. That was all. They actually like really piqued my interest of. Irritating the fuck Out of me this week
0: Alright well I have One more And it's Hopefully short I just have to find it
1: So while Casey's Finding it You know We really like you guys' feedback. I know we got a couple comments. Um, Also, like, you know, as far as the, you know, we we like the love. Like, we're going to share love for y'all regardless. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whether or not y'all share love to us, it's okay. But, you know, we just like the the whole community, the whole we all win community, you know, coming together and sharing love. And, you know, in 2018, we do plan to uh, get out there and, you know, be more friendly. I'm ready. Okay.
0: Or what he was saying Anyways, okay, so Let me frame this for y'all I am a music connoisseur And I um, also have a passion for watching dance videos On YouTube Because that's just what I do I wish I knew how to dance Somebody should teach me No. um So, I have an affinity for dance videos. And so, this video that I watched, I did a dance to the song Pills and Automobiles by Chris Brown. And so, um, at that point in time, I hadn't heard the whole song, but I was like, I really like the song because I'm a a music enthusiast. So, I listen to, like, the beat. I care about the way it makes me feel. I like the composition of a song as a whole. I listen to music really, like, artistically or whatever. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I was listening to the song. It shuffled onto my phone. And so I was listening to it on repeat. I just kept listening to it because I had never heard the whole song. I had only heard the snippet that they danced to and that was like the last verse, which was Codex Black's verse. So I never heard the song as a whole. So I'm just listening to it on repeat. And I don't know if anybody else does this, but after a certain amount of time of hearing it, you start listening. So I was listening to the Yo Gotti verse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had a eureka moment and I was just like, Niggas, record scratch. I'm like niggas, niggas, niggas. This is the problem with you niggas, and this is why y'all are the way that y'all are. Y'all don't make no motherfucking sense. Y'all ridiculous. And before I finish cussing y'all out, I'm gonna tell you what he said. (laughs) All right, I really wanna be faithful, but this shit hard, baby. I got the pussy first, then I ignored you. You fuck another nigga. You ain't loyal. I told you bring a friend. This shit is getting boring. She asked me what we are. We are just cordial. This is the problem with you niggas. If she fucks somebody else, she's not loyal. You want to fuck her and her friend, and you guys are just cordial. And you ignored her after y'all fucked. If this is not quintessential of you niggas, I don't know what is. I literally had to I pull. I'm like... If, and I'm singing, because, like, you know, you can, like, sing along unconscious. So, I'm just like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We, we just cordial. Fuck another nigga, you ain't loyal. What the fuck? What kind of buffoonery is this? This is some double standard that has male ignorant ass bullshit. What is wrong with y'all? And this is, and niggas probably like, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. I've been posting a lot. <laughs> 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 like These hoes ain't loyal And it's just like Are they not loyal Or have you Fucked them over So many fucking times That they decided To finally move on And now you mad And now you mean like They're not loyal Because they didn't Stay around with your Dumbass ignorant ass Bullshit Is that what you mean
1: I owe you $3 What the fuck you do Continue
0: No what, That's not
1: What I owe
0: you $3 Oh I gotta put it back on Thank I already I did it before Not that that one though But um Yeah so Now you know That's called Three the niggas 20 You know where I live at Anyway so um, yeah. Anyway, that's what's been got in my gears. Just that lovely song. in work, too. I mean... I'm tired of lazy... Oh, that's another one. Sorry. I'm tired of lazy people. Um, I'm tired of working hard and watching people sit there and place cards. Um, but... That's pretty much it. Just... And, and that song. And if you want to go listen to it, Pills and Automobiles by Chris Brown is on that long ass album. Um, and if you like dance videos, I think her name is like, uh, 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 Aaliyah Janelle. Oh, don't give me the line. Whatever. But it's a really... She has a really a lot, lot of good dance videos. Um... But whatever. Fuck Yo Gotti and all you niggas that support it. <laughs> shit. But all right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. If you want to reach us, you can do so on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at the 2AM Podcast. So I know how they can reach you, Hendrix. You
1: can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Noli Hendrix. That's N-O-E-L-L-Y-H-E-N-D-R-I-X. Where they reach you, KC?
0: You can reach me, KC, at... K A Y I N R E E L L I F E No K A Y underscore I N R E E L L I F E that is on Twitter and on Instagram and you can send any questions, comments, concerns or voice your opinion on the, this week's topic by emailing us at two AM podcast at gmail.com That's the number two, or by talking to us on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Um, any last words, Hendrix?
1: Remember, My dear millennials, the fools swear that they are wise. The wise men know that they are foolish.
0: All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Bye.